Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. What we know is that our thoughts, our emotions, the experiences that we have, they get stored in our bodies and they show up in our bodies when we don't tend to them. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit cultivatingherspace.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. All right, lady. Today we have a very special guest that has joined us back in season two on the podcast. All right. Now, the last time we had her here, we talked all about sex. But today, Elisa Bokeen is talking all about chakras, relationships, and much more. All right. Now, Elisa Bokeen is a licensed marriage and family therapist, relationship therapist, and sexuality expert. She's the founder, owner, and primary psychotherapist of the Relationship and Sexual Wellness Healing Center and specializes in working with relationship and sexuality challenges. She's also the co-founder of Melanin and Mental Health and host of the Chakras, Sex, and Relationships podcast. Alisa Bokeen helps people heal from shame and trauma so they can have healthier, pleasure-filled, mutually satisfying relationships. Can we get a hell yeah for that? Alisa, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back with both of you. Yes, we are just (laughs) over the moon (laughs) excited with having you back with us. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I enjoyed our last conversation so much. And so I'm definitely looking forward to this one. All right. Well, we're ready to dive right on in. So our quote of the day (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sure <laughs> if anyone is following you on Instagram, then they will recognize this. And if they're not following you on Instagram, they definitely should because you post so many gems. So the one that we found that we wanted to use for today out of the many. Yeah. Stamina during sex is cool. <laughs> but have you ever had your chakras line up with your partners <laughs> and have them vibrate together? No. Have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. We missing out. Give us the tastes. We missing out. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, yes, since I've been with you all last time, the last time that I was that I was with y'all, I hadn't incorporated the chakra work into what I do. And, and, and funny enough, the Relationship with Sexual Wellness Center is now the Flow and Ease Healing Center because I rebranded and it was to be able to incorporate the energy work that I had learned. And so this has just kind of been the perfect addition to me being able to do this work in a way that's really authentic for me. And to be able to offer more than just your traditional psychotherapy for those of the clients that it resonates with, adding this additional piece of understanding our energetic system, which primarily the the chakra system is what I work with, has been really life changing for me. That is so incredible. And we want to dive into this quote for sure. But I feel like it'd be really helpful if we just talked about like, what are the chakras and just from, from like a high level overview. And the reason we want to ask that too is because, Elisa, we were talking offline before the interview and I was telling Dom, like, I've looked into it, I've studied it, I know what they mean and I meditate on them. But a lot of times for me, it feels like it's really my intention, my imagination and my belief. I feel like if you believe in it, it'll work for you. And I feel like it has worked, but are we missing something? Is there like supposed to be this magical feeling or like help us out for especially yeah. for people who are new to this. Yes. So what are the chakras? So chakras, I always have to remind myself that if I were to pronounce it properly, it's chakras. And really it's the, uh, the word chakra is an ancient Sanskrit word that means wheel. And what it is, is that we have seven major chakras, right? We have seven major chakras throughout our body that are these different energy points. And so the reality is, you know, it's it's not magic. We are energy, right? Like everything is energy, including us. And so understanding your chakra system is really just another way of being able to understand your well-being, just like you understand your body, right? Like I understand when something's off with my body. I understand my mental health. I understand when something's off with my mental health. I understand, okay, energetically if something's happening. So we have the seven major chakras. We have the root, we have the sacral, we have the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the brow, and the crown, right? That was the seven, right? <laughs> and really what it is, it's these seven different points throughout our body that are responsible for different types of energy. So different sources of energy. So for example, our root chakra, which is our first chakra, is responsible for the, the type of energy that helps us to feel grounded. 
It helps us to feel supported. It helps us to feel like we belong. Our second chakra, our sacral chakra, is our chakra which provides for us for our energy for sexuality, for sensuality, being able to go with the flow, creativity. Our third chakra, the solar plexus chakra, is the source of energy for us feeling confident. When you're doing your spreadsheets, when you're planning stuff, when you're doing going, that's all solar plexus energy, your heart chakra, right? This is our source of energy for compassion, for love, for connection with others. It's where we store our grief. If you've ever had your heart broken, you know that, that, you know, you feel it, right? Like you feel it. Our throat chakra is what we're using tonight in particular, right? To be able to communicate. So it's our source of energy for clear communication, for listening to others. And then our brow, sometimes people refer to the brow as the third eye. This is our source of energy for intuition, And then our crown, which is located at the top of our heads, and this is our source of energy for our a connection to a power greater than ourselves, whether you call that God, whether you call it the divine, whether you call him Bob, <laughs> it's just the power greater than ourselves. That's our source of connection. So, but being able to understand these different points throughout our body, because when there is some sort of injury to a chakra, for example, this can also interrupt the flow of energy. So in order for us to feel like really alive and feel vitality, we want our energy to always be flowing. And so sometimes these different chakras can either be overactive or underactive, right? They can, and, and that depends on like if we go through something. So for example, let's think of our root chakra, okay? So think of any time that you've gotten frightened, right? You're like, <gasps> you know, and you kind of feel your energy pull up. Well, that's your root chakra coming up. And remember, the root chakra is the one that helps us to feel grounded, to feel secure. So sometimes there can be something that happens in our life while we're growing up that impacts that source of energy that can later impact us to have really good flow, you know, as adults. And so understanding this helps us to be able to address the issues. For example, if I know that I have a weak root I might do some exercises around that. I might see an energy healing practitioner. Again, it's really just another way of having a self-awareness. I love that explanation. And then I think about, so we are diverse people with lots of ways of thinking about things. And so for those who are maybe new to this concept of energy healing, or maybe skeptical about energy healing, what would you say to those folks to kind of help them, not necessarily to persuade them, but just to help them have a a better understanding of what chakra work is and energy healing? I think it's a great question. And what I would preface it is there's many paths to healing. And I think finding the path that is right for you is key. You know, it it may not resonate for you. For some of us, we may grow up and have like really 
religious upbringings that are that people are like what is this chakra stuff and who you calling into and all of that stuff and I respect that greatly so you know this the, again this has to resonate with you but really it's that what it this is about is understanding your energy and again if we know that everything is energy and so you can even think of this as in moods okay think of it as a, a mood so think of when your mood is light and airy right you're giving off a certain type of energy when you are around people who are light and airy and, you know, like you feel drawn into them. You want to be around them. There's something very attractive about them. And then when somebody is just in a funky, stank mood, you're like, Mm-mm, I don't want to have nothing to do with that today. Right? <laughs> like I'm going to avoid you. That's all energy. That is all energy, right? And so we are such complex beings. You know, we are such multi-layered beings that our thoughts and our bodies and then the energy that we give off, it's all interconnected. And so for somebody who's not understanding it, I would also say this is ancient medicine. So much of what is now people call new age right? New age or what have you, or this is the latest. This is ancient medicine. This is ancient medicine. These are ancient practices that really our ancestors were using hundreds, thousands of years ago and that we became disconnected from. And we didn't become, become disconnected from it because we gave it up. It's because it was taken from us right? Through colonization, through all of that, you know, so, so much of this medicine, again, maybe it's not chakra healing for you. Maybe it's not energy healing for you, but so many of these practices that you're starting to hear again today. And I believe it's because we need healing and we need healing in a way that is going to address all the different aspects of who we are. And so much of the healing that's coming up today is really old, 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 old ways of medicine that's in our DNA. And we're just finding our way back to it. So Don, that was such a great question. And Alisa, you did such a great job answering that because I think sometimes we hear this information and we feel like, you know, we have to persuade someone or like everyone has to be on the same page, but we are all about whatever works for you, boo, do that thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I love that you shared that. Can you talk a bit about how you can tell if a chakra is blocked? I know for me personally, on my fertility journey, I've really focused on the root chakra and the sacral chakra and realized there was some childhood trauma there and did a lot of meditation around that and things came up. But how do you actually know within your body when there is an energy blockage? Mm -hmm. So one is to understand again, what each of the chakras, what their function is. The first thing is to understand like, okay, again, my root is responsible for my grounding and me feeling secure and that I belong, et cetera, et cetera. So the first part is understanding that source of energy and the type of energy that it provides. The second is that when a chakra is out of balance, right, either it's overactive or underactive, then many times there will be physical manifestations that happen, right? So for example, if you are somebody who struggles with their root, you might have issues with your feet, with your ankles, maybe you have knee issues, your hips, what have you. Because again, what we know is that our thoughts, our emotions, the experiences that we have, they get stored in our bodies and they show up in our bodies when we don't tend to them. 
So I would say understanding what each of them is, the function of each of them, and then being able to see, again, if I'm having any issues, like, for example, you use the the example of, of fertility. That's a great example. You know, like, okay, maybe there's some work that I need to do around my energy of the sacral energy, right? Creativity, birthing, all of that, right? That's what the sacral is responsible for. And then the other part I would say is that there's practices that you can do. For example, if I am feeling really cynical, like let's say I'm feeling really cynical, I'm having a hard time connecting with people. I know that that's heart chakra energy. Okay. So what I'm going to say is, okay, if maybe me, somebody like me, that's, that, that's going to call up her energy healer, I need to get, you know, a healing, right. But maybe that's not available to everybody. So I might engage in activities where I'm going to be able to feel more of that heart chakra energy. So maybe I am going to be spending time with somebody that I love. Maybe I'm going to watch a movie that's like, that's really moving and it moves my heart. Again, you can do different activities to tap into that type of energy to get that energy flowing. I love that answer to the question. And so to that question, and what I want to go back to is something that you said in that of finding your or reaching out to your energy healer. And so, you know, I think about how you pointed out earlier that they're like, they're calling this like new, a lot of these healing modalities, new age, right? And when we talk about colonization, I also recognize that there are a lot of people out there who in this, by calling it new age, are co-opting and calling themselves energy healers when they are not. And so for those of us who are looking for an energy healer, how do we know that someone is truly an energy healer versus someone who's just trying to co-op and capitalize on this work? Right. That's such a good question. And it's and it's also important, I would say, just as like when you're going to go find a therapist, you want to do your due diligence. But I would I would say, especially if you are going and you're seeking for someone who does energy work, who does spiritual work, you want to really, really do your due diligence. So I would start with referrals you know, ask around somebody that you know, I would interview me personally, I would interview them if I've never met them, I want to know what they're about. So if I ask somebody, if let's say, for example, for energy healing, I want to find out how were they trained? You know, what was your training like? Like, did you receive this training online? You know, like uh, over the weekend, and I'm not trying to knock anything out because everybody's online, but how much time did they spend with this? Did they do their own work? Here's the thing about energy work. You want somebody that's done their own work because they can put onto you their stuff, just like in therapy. If you have a therapist who's not doing their own therapy, they can put their stuff on you. So something as sensitive as energy work, you want to make sure they they are doing their work. Get a feel for them. I think a lot of the times the energy healing world is not regulated, right? So just like anything else that's not regulated, you really want to be careful. You want to get a feel for them. You want to also understand that there are people who are out there who are very charismatic. They're very charismatic. They'll say all the right things. They know that there's people coming to them because they're vulnerable and they're in pain. So you really want to be aware of that. Ask them, 
for example, an energy healer. So what is the source of energy that you use? If they tell you, oh, this is my energy that I'm using, I would say run because <laughs> this is not my energy, right? Like I'm, I'm asking for divine energy to flow through me, right? Like I'm asking for energy to flow through me, but I'm not healing anyone. If somebody's telling you I'm going to heal you, I would say that's a red flag too. I don't heal anybody. I don't heal anybody, even with therapy. I'm not, I'm not healing anybody. I'm facilitating for you a process. This is what's worked for me. This is what I'm trained in. This is a path that you can take to healing. See if it works for you, right? But I am not healing anybody. So if you're going to somebody who says, I've healed these many people, et cetera, et cetera, I would say, "Mm, I I would run. I would run, honestly. So you do your due diligence, ask them what type of training they've had. What did their training look like? You know, and it can look very different for many people. I myself had three years of training. The first year was just learning all about the chakras and doing my own work, clearing my own stuff. Second year was learning the ethics of energy healing. We had to go through a lot before we were even given the privilege of learning how to do this work. And then the third year was post-grad, you know, what's, what's coming up. Let's make sure that, you know, you all are having somebody to consult with. So find out, you know, how rigorous was their training, how committed and, and how did they keep up with their healing today? Cause we're always, I always tell people healers, therapists, we're not on the mountaintop, you know, we're usually just a few steps ahead of you <laughs> and we're just reaching back, you know? So that's what I would say. That is so helpful. And it sounds like when you are seeking this support, it's important to really trust your gut and go with your intuition. I think we've all had situations where you get a vibe from someone and sometimes because you might be like, oh, I really just want to find someone. I'm just going to do it anyway. Mm. Pause. Mm -hmm. If you get that red flag, listen, right? When it comes to healing, have you seen anyone that has been able to heal any like physical ailments by using the chakra work? And if so, how has that worked? So it's so interesting, you know, so much of this work, again, I will say I can testify for myself because that's how I came into this work. So I'm trained and I'm licensed as a psychotherapist, licensed marriage and family therapist. And what happened was I've always, I love all things healing. I love learning. You you tell me like, oh, there's this new healing. Oh, let me check it out. Right. I love to explore. And around this time, I was getting more and more interested in learning about energy healing, about crystals, all that stuff. Because I tell people I consider myself very grounded, but also very, you know, with a healthy dose of woo woo. You know, like I, I like all things woo woo, many things woo woo. But I also understand that we, it's so important to be grounded. And so I found a psychotherapist who was combining psychotherapy with the traditional art of chakra healing. So. This is how I came about this is that I started to undergo it myself. The way that the sessions would work is that the first part was just traditional psychotherapy, talk therapy. And then the last piece was the healing. So when all of those emotions and all of that stuff would come up, then at the end, you know, you get the healing and all of that stuff is cleared out. And so I know the effect it had on me. I can, I can honestly tell you, I had a healing one day where I've had years 
of issues with my left foot because I used to run a lot. I used to run a lot and I had some injuries, plantar fasciitis, all this stuff. And there was always kind of this aching on this. Now, I will say I'm lucky enough that many of these energy healers are friends of mine because we've all gone through, you know, like the same training. And so we'll exchange healings. And my friend, she was giving me, we were exchanging healings. And I, I promise you, I was like, what did you do that day? Because I don't have that pain in my foot anymore. I don't have that pain in my foot. I can't explain it. I can only tell you that was my experience. I'm like, that pain went away. So what I will say is when you go into this, though, you can't go with those expectations either because it really depends. I've been doing years and years of work. I always tell people I'm a therapist who has her own therapist. We have to keep doing our work. And, you know, so it depends on where you are. So don't go into it with these big, huge expectations. But have I seen things happen like that? I have. I have. I've experienced it. Wow. Okay. So I think as I'm listening, I'm like, okay, so there is room for a person to have a therapist who's also an energy healer and to be able to like get both of those in one person. It's rare, right? It's rare. It's rare. It's rare, you know, because also, you know, it's, it's the mental health field is again, it is, it's an, it's a field that is also very centered around whiteness and they don't incorporate black and brown, you know, culture as much. That's what I'll say, you know, to to wrap it up. And so it the field is still very what's the word that I'm looking for? It can be it can be very closed off to anything that is considered alternative, right? Anything that is considered alternative and is not empirically based right away. But what we know is that the, again there are many paths to healing and sometimes the healing that we receive it's inexplainable. I can't tell you why my foot stopped hurting after my friend gave me a healing. Like I can't. Can I measure it? Only that I had the pain before and I don't have it now, you know? And so it is rare. And I think that's because many therapists, myself included, you know, when I started to incorporate this work, it was scary. You know, it's scary because you're you're thinking about what are people going to think about this? What are they going to say, et cetera, et cetera. And so it can be really scary but the thing is, you you can have different practitioners. You might not find one that's doing both. It, I will say, I have noticed, and I, you know, I'm in the Facebook groups with all the therapists, and there are more therapists that are incorporating, let's say, meditation and mindfulness and Reiki. I, you know, I don't practice Reiki. That's a different form of energy healing. But I know that there's more and more people out there, and I think we're going to continue to see more of it because things are changing, things are shifting, and people are hungry for healing. And they're hungry for, again, in ways that really resonate with what's in our DNA. That makes perfect sense. It's so encouraging to hear that too, that we are alive during a time where there is this big shift and we can all get this personal healing that, you know, I always think about how it changes generations. Like this, this healing that we're doing just isn't for us, right? It's for the the young people that come after us and for, you know, those in our family members that are watching us and, and, you know, viewing us as role models. 
Now, I do want to kind of go back to this quote of the day because I'm still curious about <laughs> the chakras lining up with your partner. Because it's yeah. funny, when I saw this quote, at least I was like, what does it say? Yeah, stamina during sex is cool. And I'm like, wait, what's coming after this? Because I thought that was like, that was, that was the thing right there, right? That's what we wanted. But then you said... Have you ever had your chakras lined up with your partners and have them vibrate together? Can we talk about how to enhance our sex lives by yes. using chakra work? Let's do it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, if you really want to get even dive in more into that, I would encourage people to explore Tantra, right? So, but that's not what I'm talking about. This is a form of that, right? But really, it is about learning how, again, Everything is energy and sex, right, is the ultimate energy exchange. You are quite literally in one another's aura, right? Your bodies are as close as they can be. And so learning how to control your energy and how to focus your energy together I'm going to give you a really brief example. So let's say for individuals with penises, their sexual energies tends to get really stored and kind of stayed at the root, right? That's kind of like where it is. Whereas individuals with vulvas and vaginas, right? A lot of times during sex, yes, the sacral, but we'll be more in our heart, right? Like the heart energy. And so for us learning how to kind of be able to shift our energy to where it's moving throughout our entire body. So we're engaging all of our chakras, right? We're engaging all of our chakras. So what would it look like to engage all of our chakras during sex? Well, let's go through it, right? So if I'm engaging my root chakra energy during sex, I'm grounded. I'm in my body, right? Like I'm present. I'm present in my body, right? My partner is too. We're here together. All right. Then I'm, then, then the energy is coming up. It's I'm in my sacral, which means I'm feeling sensual, right? I'm going with the flow. I'm like the element of water, right? That's what's associated with sacral. So I am, I'm feeling sensual. I'm going with the flow. And then I'm pulling up that energy. I'm in my solar plexus. I'm confident. I'm confident in what I'm feeling, right? I'm still grounded. I'm feeling sensual and I'm confident in what I'm feeling. And then I'm bringing it up. Ooh, my heart is included, right? I'm bringing love to this whole experience. We're both bringing love to this entire experience. Everything is connecting. And then I bring it to my throat. Well, my throat, I'm able to communicate what my desires are. I'm able to listen to my partner's desires and we're exchanging that energy. Then I bring it to my brow where it's intuitive. I'm intuitively moving. I'm intuiting into my my partner's body and their pleasure. And then I'm keeping my crown open, which is what allows me to be inspired, right? And so if we think of this in energetic terms, I'm very visual. Visualize your energy going up and down, kind of like a conveyor, right? Like it's just, so that's what it, it what it's like when we're both in that state where we're connecting all of our energies together, we're fully present. And that's how we're able to transcend sometimes what is that physical experience to something that is, that is more divine. That was so helpful to see that visual. I never thought about it that way. All right, y'all. I was thinking about, you ever know how, you know, where you're like in a place and as far as your environment where you can just have sex and be fully present and like you can make noises, whereas you're trying to like mm -hmm. do a quickie somewhere and maybe you have people there and you're not able to be as open. That's how I was kind of comparing the experience that you talked about, Elisa, and then the one where you mm -hmm. have to kind of be a little bit more closed off, but it sounds like a full body experience. So thank you for that. That is so helpful. You're welcome.
Yes, I I thoroughly appreciate that clarification because, you know, and I think I guess my question is, is it possible for one person to one partner to be fully there and have all of their chakras activated and their partner not be there, not be in that same space? And what does that look like? Yeah, it's definitely possible for one of us to be more present than the other. You're just not going to have the same exchange of energy, right? Like you're not going to have this, you're not going to have the same experience, even if you don't even think of this in, in, in energetic terms. If I'm, if I'm present and I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about how much I love you and I'm feeling so good. And maybe you're just focused on like a quickie. Like we're not going to have the same experience. There's not going to be that same exchange of energy. You may end up maybe putting a lot more energy into it than what you're receiving. And what we really want is, again, mutually satisfying experiences. We want, you know, pleasure filled, mutually satisfying experiences because that's what's so important. The core of wellness for whatever it is, whatever it is, is balance. There has to be an exchange of energy in everything that we do. Mother Nature shows us that. She doesn't, you know, there's times where she's giving us and then there's times where she has to rest and and and, and hold back. And so we are designed the same way and we have to have these exchanges of energy. I can't always be in output mode. I have to be able to receive also if I'm going to a- achieve a state of wellness and balance. That makes perfect sense. I'm looking at quotes on your Instagram, like, oh, I want to get her perspective on this and on this and on this. There's so many quotes and they look so good. But one that you have here is healing can also include crystals, sage, energy cleaning and orgasms. Can we talk about that? (laughs) Yes, because again, there's okay. So there's so many paths to healing and there's so many resources for healing, right? So Mother Earth provides us with so much that we need and everything vibrates, right? So people that are into crystals, you know, there's different vibrations for different crystals. Sage, yeah, you know, like that's an ancient indigenous practice. This is not something new. You hear it about all the time, people smudging stuff and burning sage. This isn't new. This is an ancient indigenous practice. And orgasms are very healing because pleasure is healing. So if we think of this in chakra terms and in energetic terms and how we're vibrating, so high vibrations, right? Health, wellness, that's when we tend to be vibrating high. If you want to think of this in a way that maybe is more easy to understand, think of your mood, right? Think about when you're in a good mood, you feel good. Your body feels good. You feel open, you feel receptive. So that's when you're vibrating high. When you are in a low vibrating state, you're probably in a bad mood or you're feeling angry or maybe you're being sarcastic or maybe you're in pain. That's low vibration. So think of an orgasm, right? When you're having an orgasm, that is high vibrating you know, energy and it can be incredibly healing in many ways. I mean, just physically, the benefits of orgasm, they help us to live longer. They boost our immune system. They boost our mood. There's so many benefits to that. So again, there's many things that you can include in your healing. The trick is to find what is it that works for you? What is it that resonates for you? Yes. 
figuring out what works. And I think part of what works in finding that balance with our partners is about communication. And so can you tell us about how we can improve our communication style when we are integrating and engaging all of our chakras? Like, what does that look like? And why is that so important? Yes. So I'm going to go back to similar to what we talked about with the engaging all of your chakras during sex. So think about this in terms of engaging all of your chakras when you're communicating with somebody. So let's say this is going to be a difficult conversation you're going to have with your partner. You're feeling a little unsettled. You're feeling a little uneasy. You know that if they say this one thing is going to set you off, Right. And you're going to get ungrounded. So if I if I know I'm going to prepare for a difficult conversation, I am going to engage all of my chakras. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to get nice and grounded root go down. So I'm going to visualize my root because here's the thing where your intention goes. That's where your energy flows. So if I'm bringing my attention and my attention to my to my root. All right. I want it to go down. I'm going to visualize it going down. So I'm going to get nice and grounded. And I'm going to feel very secure in what I'm about to say. Then I'm going to incorporate my sacral. My sacral is, again, about being flexible and going with the flow. So even though I'm confident or I'm grounded in my message, I'm also going to stay flexible. I want to hear what they have to say. But I'm going to be using my solar. And again, I'm going to be very confident in what I'm saying because I know what I know. But I also know that I can be flexible, right? I feel confident about what I'm saying. But you know what? I'm always going to include my heart. I'm always going to include love as part of the conversation. We don't want to leave that out. And then remember the throat. We're going to have really clear and direct communication. I'm going to, I'm going to speak my message because remember, I'm saying it with love. I'm saying it with confidence. I might be flexible, but I'm grounded in what I'm saying. I'm commanding my energy. And then I'm also going to be listening. I'm going to listen with love because we forget that part of communication. I'm going to listen with love and I'm going to get curious. And then I'm going to use my intuition. Okay. Because this is a difficult conversation. Maybe it's my beloved, but maybe it's somebody else. Right. So I'm going to listen to what they're saying between the lines. Right. I'm going to use my intuition with that. And I'm going to keep my crown open because I'm going to be stay open for divine inspiration for whatever it is that I need to be communicating. So that's what it would be like to, again, use all of your energy when you are communicating and really be learning how to command your energy versus it just kind of being all over the place. That is so helpful. And what a way to just go into a conversation clear, like you just Hmm. go in clear, right? Like no ulterior motives. You're centered, you're grounded. I love it. I do want to know before we shift up the energy for this interview, I do want to get your perspective on something. I think sometimes I know when I first started learning about this, it felt a little overwhelming because I felt like, oh, I don't know exactly how it works. And I felt like I had to know the mechanics and the science. But then I thought about how, you know, with electricity, I don't know how that microwave, I don't know the intricacies with that microwave or, you know, the light switch. I just have faith that it'll work when I plug it in or when I turn it on. What are your thoughts on that around you feeling like you need to know how this all works and need to have an answer for how your foot was healed and all that when you're diving into this work? 
I mean, I get it. I always think of it like the engineer brain, right? Like I have like, you know, people that I know that they're engineers. They're like, nah, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So, hey, part of me is that I I do have faith, but there actually has been work that has been done on research. So there's a book I'm trying to remember. I believe it's called Hands of Light and it was written by I want to say, don't quote me for sure. I want to say she worked for NASA. Was it physicist? I think so. So like she has like this heavy science background and she's talking about, she's talking about this stuff. So if you're really interested in learning more, I would say check out something like that. The other piece I would say is that one exercise you can do is like take your hands, right? And then rub them together you know, rub them together and like really, really fast, rub them together and then kind of like pull them apart. Kind of like, I'm, I'm not great at describing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you rub them together and then bring them together. Like almost like you're, you're holding a ball between them and you can feel the energy. You'll, you'll feel energy there. Like, so you might have to rub them a little bit longer, but if you do that after a certain amount of time, you'll feel the energy kind of like there. So whenever I feel, I kind of feel it kind of like bouncing off of one another. So some of this, yes, it's difficult to explain, but try it out for yourself. Try it out for yourself. If it doesn't go against your values and your beliefs, you know, try it out for yourself. And some people, again, I would say don't go into it with expectations because what may happen for you may not happen for somebody else. I know that when I first started to get these healings, I'm a very visual person. So I would have a lot of visualization, but I would feel it in my body. Also, if I had a particularly like heavy session, I might even feel sick afterwards. I might even feel like I'm having to purge. I have to, you know, throw, I felt I might feel like I have to vomit or something. Or some people will fall asleep. Usually I say when you fall asleep, it's like you really needed the healing because your body's like, I am in receptive mode. So I would say more than anything, as hard as it is, don't go into it with expectations. I'm so big in particular around this field because again, it's not regulated. And I know that a lot of people that often go seeking alternative, you know, I'll say that in quotes, alternative modes of healing can often find themselves with people who take advantage of them. So I would say be be very, very selective and use a lot of discernment because we are vulnerable when we're going into these spaces. Wow. So I just want to say for the listeners at home that as you were describing how to create that energy, like I did it. Like I was rubbing my hands together like really, really fast. And then like I felt this warmth as I pulled my hands apart. Like I felt this warmth there. And so I could imagine that as we are communicating with other people, communicating with our partners, that when we feel like I think about like when I get angry, like I feel that heat rising in my body. Right. Or If I'm turned on, then I feel that heat rising in my body. And so I think that even if someone, if they're still like a little skeptical or unsure of how to identify energy, I think of like examples like that, that are like, we are feeling it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And again, I mean, 
the the reality is we are energy. What did Einstein say? Everything is energy. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. You know, like mm-hmm. we just are, we are energy, right? We, and we're so many different things, but we are energetic beings and everything that we do, everything that we say, every thought, like it gives off a certain vibration, right? So this is important for me and why it's part of my practice is because if I understand that, then it's just another way for me to understand how to be responsible for what I'm bringing into into my relationships. You know, if I know like, oh, you don't want to be around me today. Like my my energy is stank, you know, and then you can, you know, if you're curious about this, start doing some reading. You might find some variances between how it's taught. The way that I was taught may be a little different from what you read, you know, but start doing your own research. Start doing your own research research, see what resonates with you. Try out some of these exercises. Again, one that is so simple is, is the heart meditations doing some heart meditation. And I think this is common because I think all of us have had a broken heart at some time, you know, and just if you put your hands over your heart center right now, right, you put your heart hands over your heart center and you visualize just even like pink light coming out of them and just visualize that you can, you'll start to feel a shift in what you feel. If you start thinking about somebody that you care about, if you start thinking about a pet or a baby, right? Like you start to feel that energy. It starts to shift in you. So yeah, try it out for yourself. If it doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't resonate with you. Again, there's many paths to healing. So helpful, Lisa. I closed my eyes and tried it and had to open them because I already felt emotional and I was like, we got to <laughs> we gotta move on and shift up the energy. So I had to stop, but I'm with you. It does work for sure. Now, Elisa, we've done this before, but we switched it up just a little bit since you've last been on the show. And because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman and believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music, we want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge for a second time? I'll take it. (laughs) Yay! We love it when our guests are so excited. All right. So, Elisa, first question. We're going to go right in. Twerk or two-step? Twerk. <laughs> a, 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 a. <laughs> we love it. They're both fun, but we love when we hear twerk. What's one question or topic that you wished people asked you about more often? Hmm. That's a great question. And I, and I would say... I'm talking about it more now, especially with my podcast, but how chakras and sex and relationships, how they're all connected and how increasing our knowledge about chakras can really help us to upgrade our relationship and our sex life. So thank you all for asking me these questions. (laughs) Yes, Yes. you are so welcome. (laughs) All right. I'm going to skip ahead in some of our questions because I I just, I just want to go there. (laughs) Because I just have these guesses on what I think you're like, they would be. So what would your stripper name be? What would my stripper name be? Let me think. Oh, that's a good... <laughs> I was going to say flow and ease. Come <laughs> <on> the stage. <laughs> I think so that's perfect. Brand. I think that's perfect. 
<laughs> so on brand, right? Yes. <laughs> love these. I love yes, it. Yes, yes. Now, now, Lisa, what song gets you on the dance floor at the club or party? What song gets me? Well, I think <laughs> when's the last time I've been? I know, <laughs> I know, I know. That's a triggering question right there. Sheesh, what song gets me? I, well, I think for everybody, it's back that thing up, right? You can't hear that. Mm-hmm. You hear that? It doesn't matter who you are. You're gonna get on that dance floor. So <laughs> let's go with that. right. <laughs> Dang, nostalgia. It makes me really yes. miss being able to be on the dance floor. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yes. I was like, when's the last time I was able to do that? I don't even know. <laughs> right? Well, Lisa, we just want to thank you so much. We celebrate you. We always love having these great conversations with you. They're always so insightful. And we love for you to let our listeners know where they can find you, what products or services you have, and how they can get connected with you. Yes. So you can follow me on social media. I am at Elisa G. Bokeen at Flow and Ease with E is my practice handle. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. You can also start listening to the Chakra Sex and Relationships podcast. You can go to my website, Flow and Ease, Flow, Flow and Ease Healing.com. You can listen to it there or you can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts across those different platforms. And yeah, yeah, stay in touch with me on social media and with the podcast. I'm encouraging people to send me email about topics they want me to cover or questions that they may have. And you'll definitely find me on social media. Yay. Thank you so, so much. You're so welcome. You all are great. I love being here. So thank you for having me. <laughs> this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Hey, lady, it's Terry here from Cultivating Her Space. Are you tired of working hard for your money? Do you want your business to run smoothly when you're out of office? If you want to learn how to automate your business cash flow and increase your impact and influence, join me for my free workshop at brandwithterry.com. Again, that's brandwithterry.com. My name is spelled T-E-R-R-I. Hope to see you there, lady. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am aligned with my inevitable outcome. We'll see you next week, lady.